0: And on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys, what is a crime against humanity? Is the Biden regime guilty of crimes against humanity? Have we ever seen crimes against humanity perpetrated on the people of the United States, us Republicans. We're going to talk all about it. We have damning footage, damning dots to connect. We have so much for you guys on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. We got new music. You hear that? You like that? Shout out to producer Frankie. And shout out to all of the LFA hosts, Jeremy, great show, Antonio, La Majority, Anna Perez coming up after this, guys. I need you guys to rumble this video as we get going here. Rumble this video and help keep Mike Crispy Unafraid and all of the shows on the leaderboard we are absolutely flowing today we got a big show for you and let's go Hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live from New York on this Wednesday, October 12th, joined in studio by producer Frankie. Frankie, how are we doing, sir?
1: I'm always good to be here. Yes,
0: yes. A fan favorite, Frankie. They like the new music. They like what we're doing. They like the fact that somebody is standing up finally and fighting and calling out the absurdity that is what you're about to see here. Have we ever seen a regime? Again, we've never seen a regime. This is the first illegitimate regime, not an administration, a regime, the Biden regime. Have we ever seen these people so brazenly, so consistently talk angrily and in a negative way about half of the population? I thought Biden was going to be a unifier. I thought Biden was going to be a moderate. I thought Biden was going to heal the country. I thought that the press secretary wouldn't be somebody pulled out of change.org, some radical group from MSNBC. No, there was nothing moderate about this administration, except for the idiots who called themselves moderate that voted for it. So guys, if you don't believe right now that they are gunning for you, that they are saying that you are domestic extremists and they are dog whistling for domestic terrorism to happen against you, well then let me show you this clip here. Frankie, this is Jean Pierre. I want you to roll this footage. We should all step down.
1: And here's the difference between Democrats and, and MAGA Republicans. When a Democrat says something racist or anti-Semitic, we would we, we hold them, we hold Democrats accountable. Reading her notes. When a MAGA Republican says something uh, racist and, or anti-Semitic, they are embraced. By cheering crowds and become celebrated and sought after endorsements.
0: Yeah, what? A, what an incredible generalization. Yeah, when MAGA Republicans, when when people say racist things, they get cheered on and endorsed. When it happens to us Democrats, we call it out. Really. Incredible. Guys, it couldn't be more of a concerted lie. And as Frankie said, what is she doing, Frankie? She's reading notes. They're like, they're telling her. She's not just saying these things off the cuff. She is reading notes. And as we get into less than 30 days from the election, they are doubling and tripling down on calling you a domestic terrorist, saying they are the party of unity and all these things. And then, oh, what did they say, Frankie? Oh, we as a party call out extremism. The Republicans endorse it. Guys, We're going to take you to Los Angeles for a minute. You guys saw the story about the city council member who said all those things about the the white guy in the council who had the adopted black kid. Uh, and so this is the latest. Let me know if the corporate press, which is run by Democrats, let me know if they do a good job of calling this out here and holding this woman accountable. We're going to listen to this uh, latest headline from uh, ABC, and then we're going to talk about what's conspicuously missing here. Frankie, roll it. Not Los Angeles into the uproar involving the Los Angeles City Council. Tonight, the city council president stepping down from her role as president after a leaked recording, what she has heard saying about a white councilman's black son. Other council members could also be heard on that audio. Here's Irene Shaw.
1: Tonight, a bombshell rocking Los Angeles City Council. Nuri Martinez stepping down from her role as president just 24 hours after a recording of racist remarks sparked outrage. That audio, first posted on Reddit, captures Martinez discussing redistricting with other Latino city officials when she starts talking about the black son of fellow council member Mike Bonin after they attended an MLK Day parade. And then there's this, this white guy with this little black kid Who's misbehaved. The kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him.
0: by changito. which I translates say to,
1: he looks like a little monkey. He looks like right. a
0: little monkey. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. Where are the Democrats calling them out, Frankie? What was missing from that news headline? A couple things. One, did they, she's a Democrat. Did, 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 did they mention that she's a Democrat? No mention that she was a Democrat, right? So first thing they did not mention that if a Republican member of a city council said that, you best believe the first thing they would say a Donald Trump supporting MAGA Republican said this, right? It's funny. The only clear cut examples of racism and hatred are from the left on the people that they claim they care about and what was the other thing that was missing there frankie oh she stepped down as a role as council president listen to how they contort that guys i'll tell you something about local politics All the council president does is run the meeting and hand out the papers and call on people. And they kind of like are like the facilitator of things. It doesn't change anything with her power. It doesn't change anything with her position on the city council. She will continue to have the same voting rights and access and donors and power and influence as she had before. She won't just be the person handing out papers in the meetings and calling on people. That's the only difference. If it and. Ralph Northam had the thing with the blackface. Justin Trudeau, right? Didn't Ralph Northam dress up as, like, Ku Klux Klan? (laughs) Like, and all these people are fine. Nothing happens. But according to Jean-Pierre... The Republicans celebrate that. But guys, listen, this is what they're doing. I say it, I said at the beginning of the show, that they are pushing domestic terrorism against us Republicans. It's not hyperbole. Because again, with less than 30 days to go, what did they do before the 2020 election? They sparked intentional chaos and sparked race wars. Isn't it incredible that as we're coming up on an election, as it always happens, the people said to say, oh, we're going to be the moderate adults in charge, that they are sparking controversy now. And they do it through themselves, through uh, through uh, Jean-Pierre. They do it through Biden's own rhetoric, the, the talking heads, and the corporate press. So this is MSNBC saying, guys, you saw the rallies that have been occurring over the last number of days. They are saying that this is nothing short of domestic extremism. Frankie, roll it. Is in trouble?
1: A.B. Stoddard, um, it is not hyperbole to say that the ideology espoused on the Rally stages over the weekend, literally word by word, sticks, sits right at the fulcrum of a current domestic violent extremism. <laughs> oh warning. Wait, warning.
0: Wait, wait, Frankie, wait, we're done there. Uh, we, th- did you hear a quote? This woman just said on national television that the words being espoused at the Trump rallies, many of you which attend, I attend them, you attend them, your family, your grandmother attends them, right? These good people, these sweet old people in your community. She said it is nothing short. It's not hyperbole. As she says, I love how they learned that big word hyperbole and they like to use it all the time. Uh, I was using it first. They copied me. But she's saying that it is domestic extremism and nothing short of it. The way that these Trump supporters talk. So what are they doing? They are moving the window for law enforcement to break it up and stop it. We saw they were going against the Save America PAC and that they were weaponizing the FBI and the DOJ to uh, uh, basically do an investigation on their fundraising. Now they're saying that law enforcement, they're suggesting that law enforcement should step in to end the rallies because it is extremism. And this is what they always do. Again, we saw the example of the racism. It's what they do. Then we see the example of them calling the Trump rallies domestic extremism, which is what they do. But they always forget to talk about the real example. So a little throwback here. Frankie throws on screen. A little throwback. Because remember the the congressional baseball shooter? that was a democrat that was a extremist actor i don't know frankie what was the last shooter what was the last the last mass shooter who tried to shoot up members of congress that was a trump supporter has it happened uh no did Uh, the media let me ask you this did the media treat this story here the story about the guy who shot up the congressional baseball field right did the media treat that story the same way they treated january 6th No, they did not. They did not at all. That guy literally opened fire on a baseball field on Republicans because he believed they were extremists because of what you hear on MSNBC. Oh, we're the party of acceptance. The Republicans endorse racism. And then we see what happened to the city council. Guys, it is ridiculous. But this is what they are doing as we head into the midterm elections. It's a crime against humanity when an administration is turning people on half of the population, the over 75 million people who voted for President Trump. Now, I want to talk for a second about Tulsi Gabbard because this kind of ties into it because she's in the middle of things right now. She left the Democrat Party. right, Frank? She left the Democrat Party She is now an independent. And we're going to talk about Tulsi Gabbard for a minute. But it's amazing how everything that the left does and says that they are is actually what they are not. And everything they say they stand for is everything in the background they are undoing. So Tulsi Gabbard, we're going to talk about the interesting thing about her in a minute. But before we roll that, listen to Tulsi Gabbard talk about this is on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Listen to Tulsi Gabbard talk about how she was ostracized, censored, how her opinion wasn't taken into account when she was a Democrat. Frankie, roll it. Lil little sound leadership and kind of this this um uh establishment narrative in in washington which is uh they don't believe in freedom they don't believe in freedom of speech or freedom of thought and for anyone who brings an opposing view they they choose to shut you up silence you smear you try to ruin you or undermine your character and credibility Um, Because, you know, they they don't want the weakness or the insecurity
1: of their own argument to be exposed. And also they immediately judge you as someone who may bring an opposing view, regardless of your political party, um, as as the enemy. There you go.
0: it really, it really is amazing. But guys, it, it, she's calling out exactly what it is. The AOCs of the world, the Corey Bushes, the Rashida Tlaibs, the Elon Omar's, they are controlled opposition in the party. They are the radical left wing of the party that says these things. Oh, you know, we stand for this and we're going to defund the police. So we're going to do this. That is intentionally to destabilize the rank and file, make them feel marginalized. But in the real circles of Democrat power where Tulsi Gabbard, wasn't she like going to be the DNC? She had like a high ranking position In the Democrat Party, she was, I don't want to say she was the DNC chair, they were going to make her the DNC chair, but she had some type of position, right? High up in the DNC and then something happened and now she's out of it. Hillary Clinton personally kicked her out. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about uh, Tulsi Gabbard, can we trust her? Um, Is she a World Economic Forum puppet or has she rejected the World Economic Forum and now she's coming to see the light because she cares about the country. I'm not so sure, I'm not sold that Tulsi Gabbard is like this hero, okay? Because I kind of have an expression like, Once World Economic Forum, always World Economic Forum. But Dr. Malone, who I think is somebody who I definitely can trust, who has done a lot for humanity, listen to him break it down. This is going to be the interesting thing to watch on the heels of Tulsi Gabbard leaving the party if we want to restore two real parties in the country, Republicans, Democrats. It's going to be interesting to see with Tulsi, who is like this new standard bearer for like palatable Democrats, I guess. It's going to be interesting to see. Listen to Dr. Malone break it down pretty good. Frank.
1: Who these people are that have been through this training program. I wish Tulsi Gabbard, who seems to have broken with her WEF uh, <laughs> training, I wish she would come out We're and speak about what that training consists of. Uh, there's a direct challenge. Uh, a friend of mine uh, in the Bitcoin community with significant influence said he was going to try to set up a meeting right, between. The there
0: two- you go. So uh hitmate So guys, oh wait a minute. All right. So I can't, Frankie. Do you trust this lineup? That is a bad lineup. That's a bad lineup, okay? If you're associated with Alexander Soros, the only thing he's done has been George Soros' son, right? Demented. Uh, Dan Crenshaw, who is the biggest fraud in the Republican Party. Nobody wants a Ukraine war more than Dan Crenshaw, okay? And Tulsi Gabbard. So I don't like it. The young global leaders. So as Dr. Malone said there, guys, as you watch the Tulsi saga unfold, see if Tulsi does anything about this directly. Dr. Malone issued a challenge. Uh, on the podcast he was appearing on. So that's how we'll know where she stands. So I think with Tulsi, Frankie... The jury's out. The jury's out on Tulsi essentially at this point. So we'll see if she's going to be a force for good to take. Because, again, you got to have two parties in the country. The Democrat Party used to be normal. It's been replaced by radicals who literally are purporting crimes against humanity. So we're going to see if Tulsi's the one who takes it back. But in the meantime, the Democrats are hell-bent on destroying the youth. Again, destroying the youth. And we're going to roll this clip of Kamala Harris when talking about young people and the future. And listen to the brain-dead dribble that comes out of this woman's mouth you think they genuinely for a minute in their hearts care about children of the future of this country frankie roll it
1: i mean truly when you <laughs> you know when you see our kids and i truly believe that they are our children they are the children of our country oh. of our communities I, I mean our future is really bright if we if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis and the need to address <laughs>
0: Yes, I love it. And it's all the late night hosts, right, Frankie? All the late, I guess the late night hosts are working overtime, collecting money. You saw Fauci, you saw Colbert on it. They are working overtime. So guys, the solution for the children, the children that feel marginalized in the country, the black children in the inner city that aren't graduating, that aren't doing anything, that are having massive problems leading to a a life of violence and despair and in and out of the prison system. No, we don't care climate crisis is going to fix it, right? Just like sleep is racist, they tell you now. But guys, what about the white kids out there? They want to erode the young white children from having any hope in semblance. They want to beat these people down. If they're not in rich, affluent suburbs and voting for Democrats, they want to beat down White people. Frankie, put this on the screen. This is a story that I think links because, guys, what is happening right now? This regime does not care about all people. They quite literally reject 75 million people. And they have no humanity. They are so void of any morals that they could care less about people in this country who do not reach their target demographic. Young white men. They could care less about, I always say this, reparations, handouts, equity programs for the inner city black community, which is all a ruse and a fraud. But the trailer park kids in West Virginia and in the middle of the country, they could care less about them. And it's leading to massive consequences. This is a story that came out, and this was in Ohio, right? In these Rutspell places where I don't know how people like Tim Ryan gets people to vote for him in that Senate race, or Joe Biden. They are leaving the white youth out to die. Nobody's advocating them. Nobody's even going to say, they're not even going to twist it and say it's about climate for them like they do with the black kids. They could care less about the marginalized white kids. So this is a story that came out. Uh, Trace Jenko, 21 years old, wrote a manifesto saying he would slaughter women out of and revenge. He wanted to kill 3,000 people at an unnamed school in Ohio. He was an incel, uh, which is this thing that's called involuntary celibate. So what you have here are young men who are not learning the right things in school because they're being taught gender and and, uh, CRT and all this stuff. They don't have any advocates uh, at the top. Nobody cares about them. Nobody's doing anything for them. If they say the wrong thing, it's racist. They become isolated. They're taught to watch, you know, pornography and mindless television and do this stuff. They're socially isolated. They don't talk to women. They become fat and out of shape. And what do they do? They burst. Because just like what's going on in Ukraine, they're pushing this group of people to be marginalized and have nothing to live for. We didn't see stuff like that then. But guys, it's a crime against humanity because we are pushing our young people to a point where they don't have any respect for any values that this country was built on. And that in itself, when you demonize 75 million people and totally forget about hundreds of millions of young people now and in the future, that people is a recipe for disaster. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back with more. Mike, Chris, Bannafray, do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie, how we doing? We're doing. (laughs) I love when I say that. Guys, a huge audience today, about 800 people watching this stream. Guys, appreciate it. Love you guys. Before we do anything, I want to tell you guys, rumble this video. Rumble this video. Frankie, we got the clock thing going. Uh, Rumble this video, guys, and help keep Mike Crispy unafraid on the leaderboard. If you like our show, if you like what we're doing, if you like the news that we're showing you that nobody else will show you, if you like producer Frankie on the ones and twos, boom, boom, boom. It's not easy, right? It requires a lot of work. And it requires you guys to rumble this video. It's all we need. All we need is rumbles to help keep the show going. So 800 people watching. Every single person should rumble. We're at about 300 rumbles right now. Let's get to 450 by the end of the show. We got the graphic going. Look at that, Frankie. Boom, boom, boom. Rumble this video. We love it. And shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, We're going to get to uh, your chats here on the next uh, break. Um, We'll do that in the next break, Frankie. But in the meantime, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor of the show today. It's all possible thanks to you, and it's all possible thanks to our sponsors. So the sponsor of our show today is Home Title Lock. Guys, the deed to our homes is the only document that proves that we own it. The problem is the deeds to all of our homes are now online. A criminal can find, forge your signature, and refile as the new owner of your home. Then he'll take out loans using your home's equity and leave you, Frankie, in what? Debt. You won't know until collection notices show up on loans that you never took out. Homeowner's insurance doesn't cover this, and neither do common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock is your peace of mind that your home is protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com slash LFA and use promo code LFA. Then enter your address for a no obligation home title scan to see if you're already a victim. That's a $100 value free. Use promo code LFA for this free title scan at home title lock.com slash LFA. Guys, we always talk about home title lock producer. Frankie's own father literally uses home title lock, had this problem. He paid for the service, forgot that he had it. Then he got a call about the situation, right? Frankie essentially he he totally forgot about it. And, uh, and home title lock situation. saved the day. So, guys, we're we going to throw the Rumble chat up for two seconds, Frankie. we got the chat going. Uh, Rumble chat, guys. We're going to read your chats in the next block. So, guys, drop me some questions. Drop me some lines here. Say where you're from. Shout it out. A couple days a week, we always try to feature you guys in our episode. That's our new thing with the Rumble Chats. So, we love everybody who follows LFA TV. We appreciate you from the bottom of our heart. It keeps producer Frankie and I going, and it keeps everybody at LFA. Jeremy, the whole team, keeps us Funded and moving in the right direction as we take over conservative media. Boom. All right, Frankie, let's roll into the next box. We I love got a, it. We got an amazing one for you here. All right. All we right. Back
1: in five, four, three, two, one.
0: And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live on this Wednesday, October twelfth, with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, we're talking about Biden's crimes against humanity. And I believe anything you do in this country that attacks children is a crime against humanity. I believe anything you do to marginalize groups and make them feel like outcasts, anything you do to divide people, anything you do to cause intentional uh, uh, instability, is a crime against humanity. And we talked a little bit on the show lately about Lizzo. Do you guys remember Lizzo? She's the 600-pound black race pimp out there who is doing everything she can to stomp all over the norms of our country, teach unhealthy habits that were called out by Kanye West and push divisions further. So, ever since what happened with her playing the flute, right, which was organized by the Biden regime to destabilize and, and trample over our values, ever since she played the flute and ever since Kanye West talked about her, she's been in the news and she gave an interview. And this was an incredible st- story that came out. Listen to Lizzo. If she was a good person, oh, Lizzo's a great person. She's just out of shape and she's fat and yeah, she's her and yeah, she's a queen and you know, we should all be accepting. Listen to her when she has the opportunity to bring unity. What does she do, Frankie? What does she do? Lizzo on her crossover success. She was asked in an interview about her crossover success, meaning her appeal to white people. And she said, I am not making music for white people. This is Lizzo, right? Oh, she's an amazing person, amazing. Google, right? The Google pays for her, they pay millions of dollars for her to do a private concert for the Google employees. What a joke. The thing is, when a black artist reaches a certain level of popularity, it's going to be predominantly white crowds, said Lizzo. I am not making music for white people. I'm a black woman. I am making music for my black experience, for me to heal myself from the experience we call life. Wow. What a push of the victim mentality. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. So it's like, oh, we're conspiracy theorists because we think that maybe they're keeping Lizzo fat because they want the black population to be unhealthy. They want the black population to be destabilized. They want the black population to feel hopeless. Could you imagine if Lizzo would have got up there and said, no, this is amazing because I'm bringing people together and we're one race, the human race. And it's all about empowerment, opportunity. Oh, it's takes, like, nope. Lizzo doesn't say that. Lizzo says, I am marginalized. My life is terrible. I'm oppressed. I'm 600 pounds because the system is bad, right? Not because I eat probably, you know, 10,000 calories a day, right? No, 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 no. Lizzo is a fat race-baiting pimp. That is exactly what Lizzo is. Lizzo's a fat race-baiting pimp that is the tip of the spear because they weaponize media, they weaponize entertainment, and they weaponize bought-off stupid, hollow politicians like Lori Lightfoot, Eric Garcetti, Eric Adams, right? You guys know the culprits. But if we want to look at the culprit of the mainstream media, so we talk about Lizzo being a culprit of what they're doing to destroy the black community, because, again, if we want to win elections in the future, we need to make our pitch to the to the minority communities like we have with the Hispanics, that they are intentionally destabilizing you. It is a crime against humanity how they have kept you down in chains, literally tantamount to modern day slavery. And the modern day slave owners are literally the black faces that are paid off and put on television to say garbage, literally like this, Frankie, roll it. Trying to deflect from it. Has this become normalized among Republican leaders because they're so eager to win the Senate?
1: I think it has, it has been normalized. And of course we've seen the former president using uh, racist uh, language to, to describe, describe black and brown people as criminals for years now, ever since the 2016 election. So it also isn't new but it's of a piece with what we're seeing across the state. Not everybody is using as patently racist language as Tommy Tuberville. But even in that debate uh, in Ohio, uh, between uh, J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan, we, we saw J.D. Vance harping on the issue of crime and, talk, and linking it to things like illegal immigration. Those are the types of issues, the things that drive fear among voters. That-
0: oh, wow. They're driving fear. That's racist. Tommy Tuberville, who spoke at the rally, I think in Nevada, that President Trump had uh, this past weekend, said things about inner cities having crime. And they have people like that go up there. That woman you saw who I think she was a reporter for the Boston Globe. Or was Correct. that what it was? Boston Globe. Um, they put her up there. Right. They have her, you know, speak like she's intellectual. She probably went to some Ivy League degree. Right. And some affirmative action thing. She goes up there. She speaks. And what does she do? She doesn't act as a leader to unite people. She divides. Oh, crime. If they say there's crime, it means the Republicans are racist. No not the fact that they want to clean up crime because black women, men, and black children are de- are not benefiting right now. They're actually being hurt so badly because their cities are destabilized. How can good, it's always about the criminals. How can good, hardworking, honest black people who want to get ahead, get ahead when if they're trying to, you know, go out with their family in Texas, right? Let's say to a Hooters restaurant, chaos like this ensues. We're going to show you this clip and then we're going to tell you what causes. You tell me if pointing this out is racism like that hack on MSNBC said. Roll it, Frankie. Whoa.
1: Oh, my God, Oh, my God, oh, my God, Oh, my God, hey, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's bad. It's all
0: over fucking chocolate. Here, it's all over chocolate, she said, as you have a group of about 10 black kids shirtless, beating up the employees at this restaurant. Uh, You have a young girl there who's telling people to stop it, and then this guy's going to throw something, a brick, through the window and cause her, uh, wait for it, wait for it, saying, get out of here. What are you doing? Got these young kids. Boom, there you go. Wow. Wow. Sledgehammer, brick, whatever you want to call it. Those kids can't be high school age, right? Those are young kids. Not even close. Not even close. Why are they doing that? Why is that mentality... The norm for these people. Why is calling it out racist and not healing? Why do they put the race pimps like Lizzo and that idiot from the Boston Globe in a national spotlight and make these kids feel like they're victims and anything done against them is racism because the TV and the entertainers told them that? Why did they ignore President Trump creating opportunity zones, which created unprecedented investments in inner cities? And when there's a lot of black people in the inner cities, it leads to jobs. Why didn't they talk about that? It's a crime against humanity is what they're doing. They want to keep this voting block down, destabilized now more than ever, especially when it's election time. Because as that story you just saw, that Hooters thing, this is happening all over the place. But what was that about? Was that about racism? Was it systemic racism? Frankie, was it like Jim Crow where they denied service, where black people denied service in the restaurant? Nope. Was it racism? Was it bigotry? Was it systemic? No, here's what actually happened in that disgraceful clip. First of all, the women who worked at the women who you saw on that on that clip, the one who were videotaping it, she had a a glass in her face. Right. Had to get it surgically removed. The guy who worked at the Hooters, like the, uh, the, the host there, was getting his ass kicked. But what was this about? This was about young kids that went into the Hooters restaurant and they were selling chocolate bars. You heard them say that they were selling chocolate bars to people sitting at the tables in the restaurant. So you own a restaurant and you tell people trying to sell chocolate bars to people sitting at the tables, you kind of have to leave, you know? It's normal, it's not racist, especially when it's a, it's a chain. It's a chain restaurant, but a guy a normal person owns that franchise restaurant, right? Not Hooters corporate, big co- evil corporate. No, there's a guy who owns probably a couple of Hooters. And he's saying, "Please leave the restaurant. You're making the, co- the customers uncomfortable. Nobody wants to buy your chocolate bars." First of all, uh, don't they want to buy dessert? When they buy dessert instead of the chocolate bars, is that like competition, but they can't see that.
1: I mean, fine. you know, these, these these chains, they
0: have rules. You can't just let people you can't, in to, to, to yeah, can things. You can't do that. What if someone it, gets sick from the thing you sold? Exactly. So true, Frankie. So in any normal civilization, you'd say that was wrong. But they have whipped up this group into such a frenzy that they are the victims in all situations that then they have to react, attack, and destroy. And those weren't. Old people, adults, thinking rashly. Those are the impressionable youth that listen to trash like Lizzo. You see what I'm saying here, guys? You see what I'm saying? And the race hustlers, the pimps, right? They continue. As we have 30 days left, they continue their assault on the inner cities. Frankie, this is Cori Bush again. We've seen all the crime that has gone up. That's racism when Republicans point that out. J.D. Vance is a criminal for doing it. Tommy Tuberville is a total racist from Alabama. We're saying we need to stop inner city crime because it's against black people. Lizzo is a hero because she says, I don't make music for white people because I've had a rough experience. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to Corey Bush, right? I've talked earlier about the paid uh, actors, the ones who are. The vessels. It's entertainment, it's media, and it's the empty, uh, hollow politicians. So we showed the first two examples, media and entertainment. Now let's do an empty, hollow politician. This is a certifiably brain dead 60 IQ, Corey Bush, who's a congressman for who knows where. This is her talking about defunding the police. Is this good for the black community? Roll it. If you could do it again, would you still double down or use that slogan, defund Absolutely. the police? Absolutely. Did yeah, you? absolutely. Just a role in our favorite guy, Don Lemon. Frank is a huge Don Lemon fan. I'm kidding. How dare you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Don Lemon, who got bounced out of his prime time. Corey Bush says, how dare. Oh, sorry, she goes. She goes, yeah, absolutely. How dare you ask me that question if I still wanted to fund the police? Of course, as I'm still on the payroll from the rich white liberals to say these things, to keep these cities in shambles. Oh, I'm going to keep saying it. But guys, this is what they want to to do. They want those children to never feel like they have a chance. They want to keep that voting block down in chains. They don't want what happened in the Latino community. They are deadly afraid of that happening for Republicans. Okay. We need a return to two real parties in this country because the Democrat party has been co-opted by literal fascists. And that's why they call us fascists, right? Here you go. Here is the next example of the fascist behavior. What do you do? Textbook example. Destroy a civilization. You will then destabilize the nuclear family, right? You think those children who were destroying the Hooters over the uh, inability to sell candy bars, you think they have good families at home? You think they're eating dinner around the dinner table with their father and mother saying, how was your day? What grades did you get in school? Are you going to go to your after school activities? Are going to play sports? You know, No. Those kids don't have a chance and our society is being led to not have a chance because we are pushing abortion. We are pushing this mentality of women not needing to get married. and If they have children, you don't need to be a girl boss, right? We are pushing the country away from traditional values. And if you say that, well, then you're sexist, right? But guys, single, single parent black household are not only on the rise, they are dominantly, according to the Census Bureau research. It was found that a majority, 73.7 million American children under the age of 18, live in families with two parents. That has decreased from 88% in 1960. That's incredible. Broken down by race, however, the statistics show a stark difference. The percentage of white children under 18 who live with both parents almost doubles that of black children. Amazing. More than double the percentage of white children than black children live with two parents. Do you think that has anything to do with the problem that's going on? you think that has anything to do with the system? Who pushes The fatherlessness? Who pushes the broken families? Who pushes these things? The radical leftists. And who affirms it? The entertainers, the paid off politicians, and the media under the guise of racism. It is, what am I saying? What am I saying the whole show, Frankie? It is what? It's a crime against humanity because they are robbing the future of true happiness, okay? When you come for the kids, you are the lowest of the low. So this is Andrew Tate, okay? Andrew Tate has made waves lately. I I personally, I've become uh, much more of a fan of him once I watch him take down Piers Morgan, who, you know, we Remember the Piers Morgan, Alex Jones thing, Frank? Piers Morgan is is kind of a a liberal hack. So this is Andrew Tate talking about something important. Now, again, the media and everybody cancels him, vilifies him, calls him a a misogynist, calls him terrible and bad for young men, and he's going to spark them to act out of line and treat women bad and beat them and all all this garbage they spin about him. And that's why big tech co-opted to cancel him. But listen to what Andrew Tate's message is about family, and let me know if there's now a reason you could see from everything we put together in this block of why they want to cancel somebody who speaks like this. Frankie, roll it. And when you're 52 and you're past it with no grandchildren in a house by yourself and all your friends have grandchildren in this beautiful life and you're sitting there by yourself, do you think the fact that you could afford a few extra Gucci bags is gonna genuinely make you feel happy? I was at my grandmother's 93rd birthday. I looked there, my grandmother had nine children because there was my father and and eight more they all had a bunch of kids i stood there and I looked at my 93 year old grandmother and there was a room a whole room full with maybe 70 people that came from that one woman isn't that remarkable nobody cared about her career nobody asked what job she did nobody asked how many times she went to the club nobody asked if she had time to go to festivals no you had 70 sentient beings including myself Full of life from one woman who dedicated herself to being a mother and a good wife there you go that's what they are robbing from the future generation you rob that the most core fundamental of what keeps our society our society and that is how they usher in the new world order and all the dark things they want to do to the society we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with our Mike. might chris be unafraid do not go anywhere all right, Frankie. Frankie, we're killing oh, it today. Killing. Frankie. We are killing it. Guys, you are killing it. it. The crowd is loving it. Frankie, throw the live chat on the screen. Throw the live chat. And while Frankie's doing that, guys, rumble this video. We got over 350. Let's get to 400. Almost 800 watching. It's a big day. Guys, we got amens in the chat. Amens for Andrew Tate. They want to take that guy out. Mike, Rumble logged Bad Moon out in the middle of Jeremy's show. When he tried logging in, Rumble said his account was deactivated. He's on getter and is pissed. Shout out to Bad Moon. Bad Moon, we're going to get you back on. Jeremy, Eli, if you're out there, help us get Bad Moon Back on Rumble. I know you got pulled with the Rumble, folks. Shout out to you, Bad Moon. We're not going to rest until your account is restored. (laughs) I don't think they censored you. I think there's – Rumble is kind of – they're a new platform, guys, so they got some, like, kinks and stuff they're working out. They're going to go to the moon one day. Um, But, guys, let's get bad uh, uh, – in my earpiece, uh, Eli, uh, Jeremy, can we get Bad Moon back, please? Uh, We appreciate you guys so much. We got almost 800 watching. We're going to look at some of these chats. Frankie, read a chat that you like here.
1: Ah, gee, good. Good afternoon to Mike and Frankie. See, usually it's a good morning. I love the, the good afternoon.
0: Dale Dock, we appreciate you always in. Bad Moon Rising says Marilyn uh, Dockendorf. Marilyn Dockendorf uh, hits me up on social media a lot, and I'm a big fan of hers. And you guys should be hitting me up on social media too. So, guys, if you have Instagram, Mike Crispy and on Instagram, Truth Social at Crispy. Getter, uh, getter, which we mentioned here at Mike crispy, go to MikeCrispy.com, links us to all of our social media, links us to everything. And if you can't watch every episode of the show, there's an easy way to keep up with us. Go to your podcast provider right now. S- excuse me. Search for Mike crispy. i download the show or subscribe to the show and you will never miss an episode. If you can't sit here to watch Frankie and I's charming faces giving you the news, you can listen to it again. You can send it to a friend. You can listen to it in the car. All these great things. So go subscribe to the podcast and go to mycrispy.com where you could support what we're doing. we got great products, great things. All goes to a good cause. Building this here. mikecrispy.com. Follow us on social media and all of the LFA hosts on social media. And stick around in just 20 minutes. Anna Perez, who... She was on fire yesterday. She had a great show. She just was spitting facts. Um, She had an awesome show yesterday, second edition of Wrong Think. Uh, She's just getting better. Uh, As you start a new show, you got to work into it, so she's getting more comfortable. And her show yesterday was on fire. It's only going to get bigger and better. Make sure you rumble that video after this and stick around for it. Um, That's going to be awesome, and she's a great addition to what we are doing. Guys, what do we got? 366 rumbles, over 750 viewing. Shout out to... Um, who are we going to shout out here? Who are we going to shout out? Fireman217, we need to buy Rumble stock. Yes, we do need to buy Rumble stock. Dr. Mike says, W. Wilson1964. Why do they call me a doctor, Frankie? Because I'm because I'm cause I'm surgically uh, slicing and dicing all there of the liberal world order. Uh, SAS 64 shout out to you. I have five children and five grandsons. Amazing, amazing. That's real life fulfillment right there. Love that. Um, great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Um, Awesome. Let's roll back into it, Frankie. We love it. We're holding a huge audience today. Guys, rumble the video, share this video, go on your social media, help keep us at the top. We're always fired up when we're with you guys. We're always fired up. This energy is because of you guys and a little bit of coffee and espresso, of course. But it's mostly thanks to you guys. So uh, this is... And we've just gotten started. We got it crazy. This is gonna, this is gonna. It only let's gets crazier. That. Sometimes when I put the shows together, I go, "Oh, this is gonna be quite a show." So, Frankie, we ready uh, with the Minnesota thing. You know it. All right, let's do it.
1: All right, and we are on in five, four, three, two, one.
0: And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live on this Wednesday, October twelfth, with producer Frankie in studio. And guys, I just can't believe how we are witnessing our society slipped backwards, how people rubber stamp it at all levels because they have co-opted the media. They have co-opted politicians. They have co-opted all these groups of people. And they have even co-opted our medical field. They have co-opted our doctors and our education institution. This is a crime what they are doing because the most basic fundamental of our society not only is getting along in jobs and opportunity and family, but also when you're sick, when you need help, who do you turn to? Who do you turn to? You go to a doctor in your community, right? And then it's your most vulnerable time when you need somebody to help you. And the left is so depraved. They are so deep down evil. I don't use the word evil lightly, but they are so evil that they are co-opting the medical community. So when you have a problem and you're in your most vulnerable state, you're going to turn to future doctors in your coming years. And these are going to be the doctors. You tell me if their ideology is going to be pure and wholesome and they're going to be on the right track and have the right type of training and mentality to treat you. This is scary. These are graduating medical students at the University of Minnesota taking this pledge creed. It's really creepy. Frankie, roll it. Dude. We, the students of the University
1: of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School Class of 2026, stand here today among our friends, families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. As we
0: enter this okay, stop, stop, stop. This is so bad, guys. This Indoctrination. Is, this is in, it, that, that indoctrination. Oh, we're not indoctrinating the kids. Oh, we're not indoctrinating college students. Those are just right-wing conspiracy theories. We're not doing anything like that at all, right? And then the media covers up for it, and they get more brazen and bold. And they got the kids with their white coats literally reading a pledge to basically discriminate against white people it's exactly what it is it is such a scary thought that people will go to those doctors one day and what are they going to do because they've been so indoctrinated oh i can't treat you because you're white and you might said this thing so i'm going to turn you away because you weren't sensitive to the indigenous land in which this doctor's office is built on oh my goodness this disgusting is, this right? is disgusting it's going to lead to a future of doctors who refuse to treat certain people based on their ideology in communities and as you're looking for medical help you're going to be searching finding a doctor who hasn't been corrupted by those sickos but speaking of corruption and sickos what do you think uh they were celebrating the other day frankie you know it's our country uh you know we have a lot of things to celebrate okay and, and we have a lot of things but the White House yesterday was making a very big issue on Instagram over a marginalized group of people that I don't understand how a marginalized group, a group that has never had so much power and control. They're terrorizing families in schools, right, with their CRT and the gender dysphoria stuff. They've never had so much power. But the regime will continue to say that we need to celebrate and advocate for these marginalized groups. So yesterday this got posted on the official White House Instagram. They're laughing at us worldwide. On National Coming Out Day, the Biden-Harris administration celebrates the courage of the LGBTQI community and reaffirms the LGBTQI plus rights are human rights. It's amazing. There's another example, right? So we talked about what they're doing to the black community. What are they doing with the LGBTQI plus community? Why is it that now the, the incidence of children who identify like in something other than gay and straight is like three in 10 children now? Was that the same thing as it was 50, 60 years ago. Why is that number up? Is it because the human genome has changed? I don't think so. It's changed because of the social conditioning and continuing to have those people feel like marginalized victims. Do they say, oh, we're going to celebrate straight day today? If you're straight, we're going to celebrate you today, you know? No. So if you wanted a group to be equal, theoretically, like they claim they care about this group being equal, the LGBTI community, don't you think they would just treat them like everyone else? No, they got to make them feel like victims, of course, right? Because they want to whip them up and they want to, in the schools, teach these things. So again, three in 10 kids now identify in some type of alphabet mafia spectrum thing. And then those kids grow up. They buy into the fear machine, the marginalized machine, and they become Democrat voters, it is sick. We're going to roll Jean Pierre here, talking about these things and making uh, you know her personal appeal about National Coming Out Day. Roll it.
1: Being gay in my family wasn't something that you mentioned out loud, or celebrated. But my family, like many, many other families, grew to accept who I was. They saw that who I loved didn't change who I was as a person. It didn't change the things I'd like to do. And it didn't change the goals I had for my life.
0: Amazing. And somebody in the chat as we're going goes, where's, where's old white female day, right? (laughs) Let's just make days for these groups of people. But guys, it really is amazing uh, how the White House does this, how they co-opt the narrative. Because I saw something, and this is amazing. I was looking at this national coming out day thing. And I said, if the Democrat Party actually cared about the gay community, right, if they actually did, would they celebrate? The fact that in the President Trump administration that the first gay cabinet secretary was ever in a position of power, that was Rick Grinnell. Did President Trump talk about that? Did he have national coming out day for him? Did he treat him like a pinata, put him up there and treat him like, oh, Rick Grinnell? No, he just was there, right, doing his job and all that. But the Democrats are just absolutely hell bent. And it's evil and it's sinister on dividing us further. Say, so how can we divide white people into more substratus? Oh. Let's make them feel like they have some type of alphabet spectrum, okay? So put this on screen, Frankie. This is a hilarious headline. Pete Buttigieg made history as the first openly gay cabinet member. That was all the headlines that were there. The Democrats are a champion of this issue. You must come to us and listen to us, and then we will, in your schools, in the name of equity and all that is good, teach your children this stuff. Pervert them, twist them, get them to think they're on this alphabet spectrum, and then they will become future Democrat voters. Be damned if they want to get gender reassignment surgery. Be damned. They don't care. It is amazing they put these headlines out and they divide us even more along all of these lines and they ignore anything that has to do with unity, right? And this doesn't just stretch into our classrooms and our administration and our politicians and in the media. This is going up to our military, okay? Frankie, roll this for just is the, I guess the Army you now hires librarians to tell us about WOKE and the Army's position on it. Roll it. And
1: one more thing, Haley, I would emphasize is I think... Um... More broadly, in terms of, you know, soldiers coming from um, marginalized communities or, you know, demographics that are not widely represented in the Army, that's part of why we've got to emphasize positive command climates and inclusion. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. Um, but. First of all, I would say if if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go and visit.
0: Oh, there you go. Christine Wormworth, the army secretary. Yeah. Seems like a really qualified person for the army. Yeah. Now back in the day, you know, what the army used to be, it used to be just the most competent professionals that were built to be killing machines. That was it. Nobody cared about their ideology. Nobody cared about their gender. Nobody cared about their race, their color, their creed. It was, we are the United States of America, red, white, and blue. We need to kill people who are against us and ensure a strong national defense. That's it. There should be no place in the army or anything that keeps us free in our national defense that gives one sliver of time to this nonsense. Who cares? I don't care if the army is pro or anti-gay or anything on the thing. I don't care. We want killing machines to keep us safe. Who cares about the training? Who cares about the sensitivity and diversity training in the army? That should be the last place in which we have it because we have one mission to kill people who want to kill us in that regard. So It's incredible, but you know what the army is doing right now? The U S army, they are doing, this is incredible. Okay. As this is a funny headline here from the Washington free beacon as the Russia, as Russia wages war, the U S army trains officials on gender identity. This is what they're showing here. They are saying right now with the, with the um, situation unfolding, they are teaching policy of the military service of transgender persons and persons with gender dysphoria Training module. (laughs) Amazing. The army allows transgender soldiers to serve openly. The army is open to all who can meet the standards for military service and remains committed. Soldiers must maintain army standards, good order and discipline. Transgender soldiers are subject to the same standards as other soldiers with gender making. They will help you transition if you are somebody who feels like you are not in the right body in the military. Yeah, it's going to be great for our national defense. They are wasting precious time. To take our soldiers off the battlefield, put them in the training room, and learn this nonsense when all they should be learning how to do is be sharpshooters, keep us free, keep us safe, and know how to handle threats abroad. But they could be anything but interested in doing that. It is so sick. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. After a long day in the studio shooting Mike Crispy Unafraid, I like to wind down with a good cigar. Specifically, one from Patriot Cigar Company. These cigars are handmade in Nicaragua using the finest tobacco that is aged a minimum of three years. Do you know a patriot who loves a good smoke? This is the perfect gift for any occasion. Frankie, we're conservatives. We smoke Patriot cigars. What is that?
1: Dude, these are from the Dominican Republic.
0: What are you, a communist? Go to MyPatriotCigars.com right now and use promo code CRISPY for 15% off your order today. MyPatriotCigars.com, enjoy the rest of the show. there you go i'm back all right guys (laughs) funny hey listen love one patriot if you got a loved one who likes a good smoke patriot cigar company okay um any occasion i had to uh i had to cool off so we had to run a commercial because it is hot in the studio because i am tuned up right amazing we good frankie Yep. Yep. what are you doing just got your ac on oh okay great great no we're good we're good we're good we only got a couple minutes we're on the show guys We got over 700 watching right now. If you are watching this video and you have not rumbled yet, we are coming up on 400 rumbles, 399 rumbles. Frankie, we can't go anywhere until we get to 400 rumbles. No way. 400 rumbles. Guys, drop a line in the chat. Okay. Drop a line in the chat here. Say where you are from. And we want to shout you out here. Um, So appreciative for everybody who's tuning into this show. So appreciative for everybody who supports Mike Crispy, Unafraid, and LFA TV. Let's see what we got here. Our military is not ready for a conflict. Very sad, says Dale Doc. Dale Doc, always see you in the chat. Shout out to you. We appreciate it. Um, we got Ohio in the house as always, Michelle 818 in the chat. We appreciate you. Um, <laughs> we got somebody saying cigars are nasty. All right, guys. All right. Listen to each their own, right? It's a good for a gift. Everyone likes a good cigar. Sometimes, uh, Amanda Collins. Hello, Amanda Collins. First time seeing you here. I do not have any sound. Um, we don't know why there's no sound. Rumble, Frankie, Rumble's got to get a grip on these hey, things. But I know? will say, uh, we yeah. got. A, I got a text from Jeremy. He said he's on the phone with Rumble right now about it. <laughs> See that, guys? <laughs> See how much we love you. I shout out to Jeremy. Please help. I saw Eli in the comments saying comment section saying, guys, if you can't log on to Rumble d- to send us an email to Eli, um, that's how much we care about you. We're we are the most in tune with the audience uh, of any page on Rumble. Period. Period. We got Fort Worth, Texas in the house. Shout out to Cher Bear 29. We got Michigan in the house. Uh, G Mealy, Minnesota, Becky J01, South Dakota, Ohio, Wakefield, Virginia. Guys, appreciate you guys. Rumble this video. Share it on your social media page. And let's wrap up the show. And before we wrap up the show, make sure to stick around right after this. Anna Perez with the third episode of Wrong Think. That show is heating up and taking off, so you will not want to miss it. Come coming up right sh- after this and Frankie lo- Frankie shot that commercial which was incredible by the way shout out to producer Frankie for doing that Thank guys you, everyone you know you, everyone likes a good cigar sometimes uh, when Trump wins 2024 he's smoking a nice cigar so red a rock all right all right let's do it all right. and this is a uh, a good update here on this all right we are back
1: in five four three Two,
0: one, And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live on this Wednesday, October 12th. This has been an amazing episode here. Amazing because it's so scary about what they are doing to destabilize our country from the inside out. Make you seem like domestic terrorists. Make them feel like the righteous ones as they intentionally pummel and brainwash the inner city black community. Make it hopeless for them. They take the medical profession. That isn't even off limits for them. They will ass- assault that and they will divide white groups on any type of lines they can, particularly with the alphabet mafia. Say the pronouns, bigot, or else. Amazing. It truly is amazing. But this is all a precursor for what's going to happen in a future communist regime in this country. And if you don't believe that that's what we're headed towards, people have always talked about the Chinese social credit system, right? And the Chinese social credit system says that you are cut off from things if you do not adhere to some type of score, right? And if you control the money, then you control the population. So the recent thing about PayPal I thought was incredible because a friend of mine uh, who I'm friends with on Twitter, uh, Ian Miles Chong, who's a great journalist, you should all follow him on Twitter, he tweeted this. Frankie, can you pop this on the screen here? He tweeted this. Um, he was the original person to tweet about PayPal and the ban and basically him trying to disable his account and he couldn't get his banking information delinked. It was a whole big thing. And PayPal then walked it back cause they lost $9 billion because they showed their ugly head. I think the funniest thing is like, well, this was a mistake that we put this out. First of all, how is it a mistake? So somebody wrote that in PayPal and then accidentally put it out. So like, even if it was a quote unquote mistake, it's like, who, who is drafting the language a mistake? Did you stumble upon that fascist language? That's a mistake? Like, what a weak cover-up. But this is the latest on PayPal, guys. And I will be deactivating my PayPal. I said to Frankie before the show, I said, I have PayPal. There's literally a PayPal link on the website right now. I have PayPal. I will be deactivating it in time. But Frankie, go back to the tweet from emails Chung. PayPal released a press release and a walk back of its threat to fine people $2,500 for disinformation. But it still fines $2,500 for discriminatory and intolerance. This is the page now live, and the policy is now active. So if you go to PayPal's website right now, they change misinformation, right? Oh, it's disinformation, misinformation. It is now under the guise of discriminatory or intolerant behavior. You don't say the pronouns, $2,500. You want to say the black community is being taken advantage of by the Democrats, $2,500. You want to point out how they're ignoring white children and they end up wanting to shoot up schools and they have no hope and nothing to live for, $2,500. You want to talk about President Trump, well, then you support an insurrection and domestic extremism like that women at MSNBC said earlier in the show, $2,500. So guys, it is so evil and untrustworthy. So it's no accident that that came out. It is no accident. They did it and then they kind of walked it back to do damage control, but they are so depraved that they left this policy in there. So everybody needs to spread the word, get off PayPal, because the digital currency and control of the money is coming. Frankie, put this on the screen. This is uh to wrap up the show here. This was from the White House just three weeks ago, and it made no fanfare. The White House released their first ever comprehensive framework for responsible development of digital assets digital currency they want to regulate and control cryptocurrencies and they want to digitize eventually the u.s dollar it's being dismissed as a conspiracy right now but we know everything they say is a conspiracy ends up being true in like 18 months right the only thing different than a conspiracy theorist and a truth teller is 18 months right so that is coming and the PayPal thing was a shot across the bow maybe a little prematurely they put it out but that's what these sickos are working on behind the scenes but you know what what we're working on behind the scenes exposing the truth calling out these frauds because the only thing that keeps us free and will keep us free as a society is the free flowing of truthful information America first bold and always unafraid and that's what we commit to doing in the show myself producer Frankie everybody at this network so we appreciate you guys tuning in an amazing episode to the show. You guys are amazing. Go to crispycom share this video, hit me up on social media. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And we will be back tomorrow with another episode because we are truly just getting started. Have a great day.